Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I strive to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, help one another discover the life God created us for, a life of purpose, peace, and abundance. Welcome to episode 45 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, and I am so glad that you have joined me today in our conversation, especially in these last days of Advent, as we are preparing to embark into celebrating the Christmas season. As a reminder, it's a season, not a day. I'm going to be taking a look at Are you ready to rejoice yet? I think is a good question for us to reflect upon as we are entering into these concluding days of the Advent season, that season in which we've been preparing our hearts to be able to truly experience all the hope and the peace and the joy and especially the love that our God desires to give us as we are preparing to celebrate his birth. So buckle up. And let's have some fun as we consider, are you ready to rejoice yet in our podcast today? Our food for the head comes from St. Clement of Alexandria. He says, if you do not hope, you will not find what is beyond your hopes. This is super, super, super important for us to be considering, especially in the midst of the end of this, what has been a very unusual, but very challenging year of 2020 for all of us. And we have to remember that our hope begins and rests upon the promises that God has made to us through his word, through Jesus. God promises to care and provide for us. He promises to give us eternal life. He promises to make all things new through a Savior. And these are the promises that we have been reflecting upon within the liturgy of the church throughout the Advent season. And we have to place our hope in the fact that God's promises are real and that they're true. And as we can see within scripture, that's why we have scripture is so that we can see the history of his story and his faithfulness in his promises to his people. God has always been faithful to his promises and his promises became real in a historical way when he himself entered into history when he became flesh at Christmas when the living word became flesh took on our human nature that's when the fulfillment of our hope really really was you know made anew and it prepares us to find what's beyond our hopes I know right now I I think it could be beyond many of our hopes that we could truly have peace and joy in the midst of a pandemic that we truly could find peace and joy 
in the midst of all of the struggles and the animosity and the divisiveness that's going on within our society of all the hate and all of the um it's animosity and divisiveness don't even really get into it i mean it truly is vitriol it truly is poison that is out there and we are made to kind of wade in it uh, you know, each day, depending upon how much we pay attention to the news or how much we read or, you know, what it is that we're involved in. And we kind of have to wade through it. And uh, when you are surrounded and in the midst of such things, it's very difficult to find peace. And it's very difficult to truly feel joy and most definitely difficult to be a person of hope. But we have to remember that our hope is not in all the things of the world. Our hope rests in him whose promises have been faithful throughout all of history. Why? Because it's his story, history. And we have to remember that God is faithful to his promises. He cares for us and he loves us beyond measure. He loved us so much then as John 3.16 tells us, he sent his only son to die for us so that we might have eternal life. This is what we have to keep our hope resting in. This is what will help us be able to get through this season because it is, it's a season of life which is very challenging and difficult for so many. But when we do rest our hopes in the promises of God, what happens is that then we know joy. Then we will find what is beyond our hopes, which is a life that is full of purpose and peace and abundance. Our food for the heart comes from St. Damien of Molokai. He writes, Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament is the most tender of friends with souls who seek to please him. His goodness knows how to proportion itself to the smallest of his creatures as to the greatest of them. Be not afraid then in your solitary conversations to tell him of your miseries, fears, worries, of those who are dear to you, of your projects and of your hopes. Do so with confidence and with an open heart. I'm struck in this passage that St. Damien shares with us in which he uses the same words that Jesus and God has used throughout scripture over and over and over again in which the angel Gabriel, you know, shared with Mary, be not afraid, do not be afraid. We do not have to be afraid. We do not have to be afraid that we're not going to be cared for. We don't have to be afraid that we're alone in our miseries, that we have to face our fears all by ourselves, that we have to carry anxieties or worries without Jesus beside us, that God isn't caring about those who are dear to us. We don't have to worry that that's the case because it's not. God loves those who we love and care for far more than we can even imagine. 
I mean, (laughs) when you think about God and his love for our children, for example, for those of you who are parents, and if we think that we love our children so much so that if they were to ask for an egg, we're not going to give them a, a serpent or a scorpion, right? Which it tells us in scripture, but rather think that if we're going to give good things to our children, just think how much more so God, who loves us beyond measure, so much so that he sent his only son to die for us, remember, that he is going to give us good things too. Many times we just can't see those good things. Many times we don't see the friend who is actually physically present there with us who might brighten our day, who might say something that makes us smile or makes a difficult moment not so difficult or wants to celebrate a marvelous accomplishment. Jesus is even more of a good friend than the best friend that we have experienced in our lives. Jesus wants to know about everything that's going on. He wants us to share all those miseries, all of our fears, all of our worries, all those projects we have to do But most of all, he wants to know and to hear about our hopes and joys. Now, you might be saying, well, doesn't God know about all this already? Absolutely. But God desires to hear about everything that's in our heart. Why? So that that way he can comfort us. That way he can encourage us. That way he can inspire us and help us. And this only happens, though, through daily prayer and meditation with him. When we spend time with our friends, our good friend, we tend to come away uplifted and feeling good, right? In the same way, when we spend time with Jesus, when we spend time with God in conversation with him, we will find that peace and that comfort. But especially, we'll find that great joy of having a good and faithful friend who loves us, only wants our best. He only wants what's good for us. And that is what we should be striving for. This is how we are preparing ourselves to be able to be ready to rejoice is by spending time with our friends, especially our best friend. So this is what it is to come before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, to go and sit before him in the tabernacle. If you have adoration nearby, you know, go and spend time in his, in his presence, in body, blood, soul, and divinity. Or go online to an all, you know, 24-hour virtual adoration and, and spend time in his presence. He is there. He wants to fill us with his peace and his hope and his joy. We have to just but say yes. And we're back. Our food for the hands comes from St. Benedicta of the Cross, or she's more familiar to people as Edith Stein. She wrote, Oh my God, Fill my soul with holy joy, courage, and strength to serve you. Enkindle your love in me, and then walk with me along the next stretch of road before me. 
Now, this prayer, I'm pretty sure, was written leading up to her martyrdom, leading up to uh, her time in which she eventually uh, went to Auschwitz uh, during World War II and eventually was killed. And here, though, she is expressing the longing that all of us should be expressing during this season of Advent as we're preparing to celebrate the Christmas season. And it's God, fill my soul with holy joy, courage, and strength to serve you. And I can't think of a better way for us to be able to share that joy and to encourage others and to be able to serve God than to simply be kind to others. Mother Teresa of Calcutta tells us that so often the very reason why we are struggling is because we're just not being kind. (laughs) That she says, I have never heard of kind souls going astray. The world is lost for want of sweetness and kindness. How true that is. How often is it that we just forget to be kind to one another? To open a door. This is part of why so many people love the build-up to Christmas. Is because our society as a whole tends to be a little bit more patient. Tends to be a little bit more joyful. Tends to be a little bit kinder. People are looking for ways to be able to do the good. And that is what a life of virtue That's what our food for the hands is about, is how can we strive to grow in virtue? And what is virtue? Virtue is to do the good easily, quickly, and with joy. This is what we're supposed to be about. This, again, is how we prepare ourselves to be able to rejoice on Christmas Day. And also, Edith St. Benedict of the Cross says, Enkindle your love in me, and then walk with me along the next stretch of road before me. All the graces of God are designed to teach us to be able to do exactly this. To be able to share all of what God has given us. He's given us grace so that we can serve those who he's placed in our lives. And when we grow in virtue, then we create an environment in our minds and hearts and souls where his graces can bear fruit and multiply, especially those virtues of faith, hope, and love. We are always called to be able to do this because once we're enkindled with God's love, then we're also open to his sharing, his strength, And that's when he accompanies us on our road of daily life. That's when we're able to walk all the way unto eternity because we're serving him with kindness, with love and joy and courage. This is what we should be doing, not just during Advent and the Christmas season, but all the year through. This is what will make our world a kinder and gentler place. This is what we're longing for. This is what we all want. We all long to be loved. We all long to be cared for. We all long to have others care for us and have the opportunity to care for them. It's possible when we ask God to fill our soul with joy and courage and strength 
so that his love can then strengthen us and encourage us so that we are able to go out and to be kind and to love and to serve others. This is what we need to be about. This is how we can become the light of the world that Jesus came into the world to give us. Our food for the feet comes from actually Jesus speaking to St. Faustina in which she captured his words in her Diary of Divine Mercy. Jesus said to her, Know, my daughter, that your silent day-to-day martyrdom in complete submission to my will ushers many souls into heaven. And when it seems to you that your suffering exceeds your strength, contemplate my wounds and you will rise above human scorn and judgment. Meditation on my passion will help you rise above all things. Now many of you might be wondering, why am I talking about the passion in the midst of Advent? Because this is what the Word, the Son of God, Jesus, God with us, Emmanuel, this is what he came for. He came to build the bridge between us and his Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, which had been ruptured with the sin of Adam and Eve, which had been ruptured when we chose to turn our backs on God and his will and his ways for us. When we reflect upon all of what God has done for us, of what Jesus did for us, which is encapsulated in his passion, his suffering, and his death on the cross, then we realize that what we're suffering is nothing compared to that. Now, does that mean that the suffering that we're undergoing right now, the challenges that we're facing, especially a holiday season in the midst of a global pandemic where thousands upon thousands of people are dying from this disease and many, many, many more are sick and are suffering and, you know, people are separated and they can't come together to celebrate for the Christmas season and just there's all sorts of challenges and difficulties that we're all facing. But when we say, Lord, I can, I can do this with your grace. I can do this because I know that as he told as Jesus told St. Faustina, because I know that my silent day-to-day martyrdom in complete submission to your will ushers many souls into heaven. Now, does that mean that God wants us to raise our hand and go, oh, Jesus, you know, send me more, send me more. No, that isn't it at all. Rather, what he's trying to tell us is, is that everything matters. Everything counts. When we are trusting of his will, when we believe and rest in the hope of his promises to us, when we are seeking to be kind and to love those around us, when we are spending time with him so that he can fill us with his grace and then we can share those graces with others, then many souls will be ushered into heaven. Because we are doing our part, our small, ordinary life part. That's what Jesus did for 30 years. 
we need to remember that all of what we do matters. We have the opportunity to be able to, even when our suffering seems like it's going to be more than we can bear, if we but trust, if we take a moment and we contemplate the great love that Jesus had for us, that he was willing to suffer and die for us. If we contemplate that, then hopefully that gives us the perspective we need to be able to rise above all of these challenges, of all the things that are so difficult, because we have our eyes fixed on him. And he will gaze lovingly back at us if we but allow him to. But when we are rising above all these things, especially those things that remember that definition of what suffering is, okay? A suffering or sacrifice is anything, anything that we do not like, did not choose, cannot change, and do not understand. When we do that, when we say, Lord, I don't like this, I didn't choose this, I can't change it, and I don't understand it, but I'm going to trust in you and place my hope in you, then we are prepared to be able to truly rejoice at Christmas. So what might be some resolutions that we can take from our conversation today, especially as we're leading up to Christmas, these final days of Advent, and depending upon when you listen, we're into the midst of the Christmas season. Well, I especially invite you to hope, to really read and reflect upon the promises that God has given to us in his word, especially his promise to come and banish all darkness, sin, and death for all eternity, not just for the time that he was on earth, but for all eternity. And we are benefiting from that. For those of you who might listen to this podcast um, before Monday, December 21st, um, at it's uh, just after uh, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time or 4.30 p.m. Central time where I am, um, the star of Bethlehem, as they're talking about it, but it's the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in the night sky. And if you look off to the southwest, it will be like the star of Bethlehem. And it hasn't been in the sky since 1226. I think we should be attentive to that. So reflect upon God's promises. Also think about how it is that you can really open your heart to Jesus and share your deepest hopes and fears and challenges with him. And as Edith Stein asked us, you know, really reflect how is it that I might be able to uh, go and be kind, be intentional, and serve those who are in your life and serve them with joy? And finally, if nothing else, spend time contemplating Jesus' passion by praying the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary at least once this week. You know, I always point people towards the Daily Rosary podcast from the School of Faith, You can find it at schooloffaith.com. But these are all ways that we can truly embrace the Christmas season, but especially so that we can truly rejoice and celebrate as God is with us. Emmanuel is with us. 
two opportunities for you to take action this week in addition to your resolutions. Uh, the first during the Christmas season is to go and participate in the Emmanuel Christmas Fair and Festival, which is December 29th through 31st. It's a free event, so go and sign up. It's at smartcatholics.com forward slash Emmanuel. And then on Monday, December 28th at 7 p.m. Central, I'm going to do the first of a couple of livinars, which are going to be focused on being unhackable in work and life in 2021. If you're interested, uh, just go to the Say Yes to Holiness Facebook page. That is going to be where I'm going to be hosting this livinar on December 28th at 7 p.m. Um, and then I'll be doing uh, an unhackable book club uh, throughout the month of January. So if you haven't gotten a copy of Unhackable um, by Carrie Oberbrunner, I suggest that you go and do that. Uh, give yourself a beautiful Christmas gift and go get Unhackable um, and then plan on participating in the Unhackable book club. But to learn more about being unhackable and working life in 2021, uh, just go to the Say Yes to Holiness Facebook page and click the uh, join the group say yes to holiness today facebook group because i'll be hosting that live and there god bless and merry christmas thanks again for spending time with me today if you have any suggestions or questions for upcoming podcasts please send them to me at my facebook page at say yes to holiness on Instagram at Christina Simmons or at my website www.sayyestoholiness.com. I look forward to hearing from you. In the interim, please know of my continued prayers for you and your loved ones that we may each continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness so we may be able to tell the master of death not today. Take care, and I look forward to talking with you again soon.